Hello and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We have a really special podcast today. We talk uh, to Dabman about his son Peyton. We had, had a special event happen about a week and a half ago. And we talk a little bit about um, dad and football, but we also really talk about parenthood. We talk about hard work paying off. So I'm not going to say anything more, but I think you're going to really enjoy this one. And we're live. back. Yeah. So um, the last podcast we did, because those that listen know that we do this back to back, right? We talked about the Super Bowl and what's going on. But I think that uh, you kind of had your own Super Bowl. Was it a week before last, was it? Yeah, it was a week from uh, last Friday. Yeah, so um, if you listen to the podcast consistently, and I think there's three that do. Um, and we it, appreciate all three of we them. We appreciate all three of you. It's been, it would be fantastic for the four. We, we should actually host them because they'd fit in the room. So if you have two computers, <laughs> if you could download us on both, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, be fantastic. It's we not just, like the old podcast where we had like 750,000 li- views two, or, or listens. It was two to, billion at one point. Yeah, it, it, per yeah. episode. Yeah. Per episode. Top five podcasts in the world. Yeah, least, <laughs> that's another story another day. Golly. That's, that's still a little bit fresh. <laughs> that's still a bit fresh. We won't talk about that. But, um, you know, you, we, we talk a little bit about um, Peyton. And that's, those of you who don't know, that's Davin's son. It's a senior this year. And, and some of the things that Peyton's going through with football and, and uh, you know, there's a senior year. And we've talked about some of those yeah. things. But something really special happened, um, I guess it was a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about that and uh, tell a tell a bit story about kind of Peyton's. Why don't we go back a little bit and talk about maybe his senior year, not necessarily football senior year, but um, the whole recruiting thing with Peyton and, yeah. and kind of how that looks and kind of leading up to a week and a half ago. You know, we all have these like fantastical dreams about the recruiting process and what it's going to be our senior year because we've seen other kids in the program go through it. Um, but COVID has really had a dramatic impact that plus the transfer portal have had a dramatic impact on high school recruiting. Um, you know, I think this year, Tim, there were 38,000 kids in the transfer portal. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, just an absurd amount of kids That's in the transfer crazy. portal and less than half of them found places to land. Right. So a lot of these kids are, are and if you transfer out, like if you enter the transfer portal, can you come back to where you were? If the, if the program wants you to. Oh, wow. So if you mm-hmm. enter, they could say a free agent at that point. So yeah. they could say, you know what? Good. Yeah. We're glad you're gone. Yep. Um, and I guess the release from their scholarships too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Okay. And so you do see kids that end up going back to the same program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's at the FBS level, it's either all, it's either full ride or, or walk on, you know, there's, there's yeah. no in between, but you know, if you get to the FCS or D2 or below level, you know, like it, it gets to percentages of full ride scholarships. Right. But anyway, like, so you go into the senior year and, and, you do camps and you do all these things to get maximum exposure for your kid going into the end of the year. And then during the year it becomes a little bit dormant, right? And you communicate with schools kind of throughout the year, but then it's just about performing on the field right. and in the classroom, right? right? That kind of, that kind of that, the, the duality of, of a student athlete. Um, and, you know, we talked about a whole bunch on this podcast, you know, they had a pretty good senior year, um, lost second round of the playoffs. Um, and they lost to, I think they lost na- to the, to the, the state eventual champion. state champion yeah. and just got demolished, yeah. but everybody got, it was everybody DeSoto. Did. Everybody did. They were just it, killer. And, and yeah. I don't care where you are. You probably heard about DeSoto high yeah. school in Texas. Just it could be, absolutely, it could be most college teams. Oh my yeah. word. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal athletes. Yeah. Um, so then the, the, the year ends, right. And there's kind of a, another ramp up period. It's, it's summer leading up to the season. And then afterwards, it's kind of when it starts in earnest, right? And normally right around the beginning of December after the dead period is when programs start to like reach out and start doing official visits, which generally happens after the first of the and year. You can have, and you can have how many official three. visits? Three, okay. Three, yeah. And 
it all leads up to National Signing Day, which is February 1st. And, you know, COVID and the transfer portal has delayed everything so much, right? So, you know, you're trying to manage these expectations with your kid. And he was, Peyton was all district, you know, had a, had a really good year. He's a big kid, you know, 6'5", 250 pounds. He's a big, strong kid, has all the measurables in the world, but the big programs aren't calling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all the effort that he, and all the work that he's put in and, you know, the, the, the communication that he did have with the big schools at the beginning of the year isn't there anymore. Yeah. And so you're, you're watching this physical and emotional toll mm-hmm. happen to your kid, right? Mm-hmm. And you're having to, to kind of keep them enthusiastic and keep their their eye, keep them their eye on the prize through what's objectively a difficult time. Like rejection is hard, no matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. But when you're a senior and this is it for you, and you've poured your heart and soul and, and everything that you've had into this moment, and know that football is your opportunity to play at the next level and and attend the next level, right? Um, it was tough. Yeah, and. We got a, We got a, a visit out to a D two school in Arkansas. Went out there, and they were University of Arkansas Monticello, small town, small school, D two, but gen, genuinely some of the nicest, most engaged, engaging coaches I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and you know the the facilities weren't great, the stadium wasn't great, but the coaches were fantastic. Yeah, and I knew that Peyton was would have done well had he played there. Sure, and so. You know, they do, you kind of go through this official visit and they, you know, they put you in a hotel room and they feed you meals and they take you to the school and they give you like the full walkthrough. They're, they're trying to sell you to come to the program. Right. And they gave, basically gave Peyton a full ride, a full ride scholarship for football. And then at the end, they always take pictures in the, you know, football, football gear of the, of that respective school. And then what kids do is they always put it on Twitter because that's one thing that we learned is you have to leverage that, that offer to get more offers. Get more offers, Right. And he'd been talking to a school called Colorado Mesa up in uh, Grand Junction, and it, the communication with them went went quiet a little bit, and we were a little mm. we were frankly disappointed about it. Yeah, he posted that thing from Monticello, and like a minute later, he gets a phone call really from, from the coach at at Colorado Mesa. Hey, we didn't know that you were still available. We want you up here next week, right for the wow. for the for the final visit. Okay. Um, so we went up there, flew up mm-hmm. there on that on that Friday, and went through went through it there. And, um, you know, any, any questions there before I dive into the, into the, no, mix, so I, I, there? you know, some of the things we talked about that were really interesting. So I went to a D2 school and it was a small, I think we had at the time, like 8,000 students. Right. And man, our football program was just, it was bad. Like that might have 500 people show up for a game. It just wasn't great. And so, but I know that a lot of D2 schools, it's a big part of the school culture. It's a big right. part of and they have, you know, they've got support, they've got money behind it. You know, my school didn't. So to hear this about all the stuff, I mean, it was crazy what that D2 school has to offer. Yeah, it really was. So anyway, we fly up and it's, it's in Grand Junction and it's middle of ski season right now, you know, so yeah. ticket prices are a little bit crazy. For, so for D2, they pay for everything but the transportation to get there. So right. we flew into Montrose, um, which about an hour south of Grand Junction. And, and again, it's, it's just in, outside of Telluride. Yeah, just outside of Telluride. And again, this is in the high desert on the western slope of, yep. of the Colorado Rockies. Beautiful, like yeah. objectively beautiful, yeah. right? Um, they pick us up, they drive us, take us to the hotel. And then that evening they do a reception for the boys where they kind of get to, they get to meet all the coaches and the rest of the kids that are there for this, for this official visit. And then they took us over to the football stadium and up in the kind of VIP lounge area, they served the boys dinner and kind of got an introduction to all the coaches They had highlight reels for all the boys. That's cool. And again, it's, it's beautiful. 
and you look to the west and you see mountains Mm -hmm. and down from this press box and you see the football field and you look to the east and you see the baseball field and more mountains and you just got this this feeling like it was that you're in the right spot yeah and even just getting to know the coaches like it just it just had that feel of this is where i could see my son not playing football yes but there's so much more to his college experience yeah than football football. yeah by the way what's the elevation at grand junction i think it's about 47 4800 that's not bad so it's a little bit i mean it's a little bit less than a mile high that's like amarillo is like 45 i think yeah 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 so it's 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 not nothing, yeah. but it's not it's not a mile, it's not quite a mile high. Yeah, right. And you know, you start and all co- all colleges do it. They they have the cliche statements about buy in and community and you know service and you know dedication and all these things, right? And mm-hmm. and a lot of that it's it's just cliche statements. Right. You could tell from the beginning that it was woven it was woven into the fabric of the team and the community because the community so strongly supports the football program up there and, and the university at large. Right. And throughout that night, you just knew. And we toured a- after dinner, we went to the college and we toured the the academics or the athletics campus right. and got to see the locker rooms and kind of everything there. And then we had a Q and a, and I think what actually sold it for me that night was they had a Q and a with the, with the players. They this put, was cool. They I put thought. 20 players in the room. Yeah. And then the coaches left Yeah, and gave the boys and the parents like un- let, let them ask unabashed questions, good, bad, or indifferent about yeah. the program. There were probably some interesting questions asked too. There really were, you know, in like it it lets you know in that moment that they're eighteen year old boys. You know, like <laughs> you think they're going to ask these like deep, insightful yeah. questions about yeah. like yeah. academics and how's the you food? Know, all these things how's the and, food? Yeah, yeah like what yeah. does it suck waking up at five a.m.? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. But then yeah. that night, you know, like he got to hang out with some of the the current players and and but I went back to the hotel that night like so just like an overwhelming feeling of calmness knowing that. I could see my son going to play football here, but I could see him turning into a man yeah. in this place. Right. And it was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So um, tell me a little bit about, so then the next day you guys got up and did, so tell me about kind of what transpired. You don't have to go into great detail. You don't have to share everything if you don't want to, but go and tell us a little bit about kind of what happened and and kind of what his headspace was and kind of what, what he decided. Yeah. And, I talked to him a little bit that night. Like I don't push too much because again, he's an 18 year old boy and like the more dad wants him to do something, the less he's going to want to do that thing yeah. because that's just the way that sure. And he's a Marceau. So like even, you know, <laughs> even as an adult, he'll be that way. So we wake up that next morning, um, have breakfast, go over there and we, we do the tour of the, of the campus at large. Mm-hmm. You know, we meet the, the department heads for the, for the respective colleges they want to attend. Peyton wants to do business. Cause I think that's what every kid who doesn't know what they want to do does is sure. general business. Right. This guy. And, um, again, loved, loved the campus and we're in with the department head for the business, for the, for the college of business. And one of the coaches comes up and says, Hey, coach K wants to talk to Peyton. So now like, you know, like in this moment, like that's when you're finding out what the scholarship is going to be. You know, we don't need to get into the numbers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not important. important. We go in and you know, they, they, we expect you to come here and make an immediate impact on the whole nine yards. And like, this is, you get to that precipice, like, is he going to go to school here or is he not? And you don't have to decide then, but a lot of the kids do. do. And so he goes through the numbers and he's like, you know, so you ready to be a Maverick? Peyton goes, yes, sir. Wow. And and the, he hadn't told you. No, didn't like, tell you me don't anything. Know. And he, he goes, so you're in? And Peyton goes, all in, sir. Wow. And that was it. And wow. of course, like then, like I, I'm like, I'm like, 
you know, like doing, you know, doing like the onion cutting ninjas, like in the yeah. room at this point, you know, cause yeah. like it was, it was like, I told you, it was that like watershed moment as a dad, like, yeah. okay, so we're here, you yeah. know, like right. rewinding back to the beginning of the senior year and, and the years before that and the countless nights and efforts and, and things that we sacrifice as parents, like kind of came to fruition in that moment. Yeah. And it's like, holy cow, we're here. Yeah. Holy cow. The effort was here, but not just for me, but for him to to have that click and see what I did and the effort that I put in and the people that supported me and surrounded me have gotten me to this moment. Right. And I recognize that this is where I need to be. Yeah. Was one of the coolest moments that I've yeah. ever had in my life. So it was it was a hard, for him, it was a hard work pays off moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Is the realization that, okay, this makes sense now. All the things I did, all that extra work I did, all the things that, you know, I didn't want to do that I did when I needed to study and I didn't want to, but I did anyway, all paid off for that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being your friend and, and seeing from the outside and, and knowing your story and Peyton's story, you know, it was cool for me. It's like, just as soon as you told me that the other day, it clicked with me and I'm like, you know, that was really cool for you to watch for him. But for me, it was really cool to watch for you because you think about, you know, all the things that Peyton went through and his career and all his life and, the time that he was probably in middle school to play and yeah, he's a big kid, but you know, there's a lot of big kids out there. Right. And to turn that, that size and that ability into skill to make something of it and make it productive is something else. And think about, you know, going back with you and Peyton and, and your story with him of, you know, when you were a single dad, how, how, what was, when you became a single dad of Peyton, how old was he? 17 months, 17 months. Yeah. And so you've basically had Peyton pretty much since 17 months old, uh -huh. right? And, you know, I, I look back to some of the stories you told me about. You couldn't couldn't really be a part of the dating scenes. You had this kid, mm -hmm. right? Wherever you went, he went. And so it's not like you can afford to really get a babysitter during the week. Right. So it's just the two of you guys. And, you know, I think about the sacrifices you made as a dad that you loved him so much that you're willing to give up a big part of your life for him. And, you know, as, and as a kid, I'm sure he, he doesn't realize that yet. And he won't, he hasn't really come to that understanding and he may never, but I bet he will when he's probably, probably in his mid twenties to early thirties, it will hit what you did for him. Um, but I, you know, I think about when you were telling me about that hard work pays off for him. You know, I think about all that time you had with him and all the ups and downs and, you know, being a dad of girls, you know, I know that some of the things that I went through and some of the man really dark days, really tough times, but you stick with it. And, you know, I love this kid unconditionally, no matter what, even though they don't like me a lot mm -hmm. and up to that point, And the same thing can be said for you is on that day, you know, hard work paid off. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you that are, that are listening, you know, we, we, we've talked about it before, but I think the, one of the cool lessons in this, is that some of the things that are the hardest work, the most difficult things you'll ever do are the things you value the most, right? Um, and and for you, that is coming to fruition with Peyton and seeing him make some decisions the right way based on what he feels like is the best place for him. You know, he probably could have gone to a D1 school and and maybe not at full scholarship or maybe not played as much just because it was a D1 school, but he made the choice that he wants to play and he wants to go to a quality place where he feels like he's needed. He's wanted and he can make an, he can make a real 
he can make change, right? Yeah. And he can be a productive part of the team. And to see those decisions and, and you not telling him what decisions to make and him making them on his own makes you really proud. And it's not proud. It's not really just proud because, oh, that's my son. But all the work you put in and all the things you do to, to get him to understand how to think the right way. And, and when I mean think about it, not make the right decision, but how to process thoughts and why do you make decisions a certain way? What do you base, what do you base things on to make a good decision? And him making that, um, man, had to be really a proud moment for you. Yeah, you know, I, I think back to literally, there were times when it was just him and I were, like, I wouldn't eat for literally two days Yeah, because I didn't have the money. And yeah. like, like, like I would wash his clothes in the sink because <clears throat> like there was no money otherwise, you know? Yeah. And you think through those moments and, and this is like for the parents, like you get to this point where like we sacrifice and then we start to, and I don't know what age it happens, but you start to teach them what sacrifice means. Yeah. Right. And you start to share some of that, that, that wisdom with them and, and seeing that moment for him, like click and and look for a program that he knew was going to make him successful. Yeah. You know, outside of just outside of just sports, but um, you know, finding a program that was going to hold him accountable to success, yeah. and it was going to make him have to be the best version of himself. And actually searching that out for him was one of those big reflective moments where I'm like, this is we, we did it the right way. Right. We, we we got him here. Yeah. Now we just have to get him there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one, and one of the most difficult things, the next thing you'll face is, is dropping him off at school. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can remember those days really well with the Barbara Walter special now, by the way. Um, but I, you know, I can remember those days of, of that. And you're like, I'm turning you loose. Like I, I'm not going to be there to help you every day. I'm a phone call away. And, and to know that you did all that work, and then as a parent, there has to be a point where it's healthy for you. You have to turn them loose and yeah. let them make their own decisions. And some of those decisions aren't going to be good, right? And they're going to have consequences for those decisions. But that's that's part of becoming an adult, and it's part of that independence. And it's man, it you know, being a parent, you know, I think between marriage and being a parent, two of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life. But especially as a parent. You work so hard. I mean, you give up so much. And, and in your case, you gave up. You, know, you had to sacrifice more than a lot of people did just because of where you were in life. But And now it'd be time to turn him loose and just go, man, I, good luck. And I, I'm here for you. And I love you. But yeah. it's it's all you now, buddy. And it's it's one of the most difficult things you'll ever do. And until you're in it, until that day happens, you know, never truly understand. And, and it, sometimes it doesn't sink in right away. But it's also looking back now that my girls are have been out for quite a long time. It's one of those rewarding things that, you know, as hard as that was, man, the the, the reward you get at the end is so good and so valuable. And, and it makes you even more proud of, of that person, who they are as an individual. And even though things don't always go well for them, you know, um, there's always that thing that, you know what, we did this. And it wasn't that it was you you and that kid, right? You, we did this together. You know, you didn't kill me, I didn't kill you. We yeah. got through this thing. But, you know, I also think about for you, and, I, and I'm, I'm bragging on you a little bit, in that, um, you know, what you were to Peyton, you didn't have. Yeah. Growing up. And, um, and somewhere in you, you know, you broke a cycle that, um, you knew you wanted to be more than what you had, right? And you wanted to be for Peyton what 
you had some in your life, but not as your father, your father had for you. Right. And, and to see you do that for him speaks of volumes about who you are as a person and the values you have. And so as your friend, your buddy, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I appreciate I'm it. I'm proud of you for this moment. I'm proud of you for what you did. And uh, man, even though we don't always make the best decisions we do, we try to make the best decisions we can at the moment. And uh, you know, this is a big day, yeah. big day for you, big day for Peyton. Yeah. And I'm proud of you both. I appreciate that. And I really am looking forward to it's as hard as it'll be to turning him over and, and allowing him to have enough freedom. But like any 18 year old, 19 year old kid doesn't need like unabashed freedom. Yeah. Like we just go crazy with it, especially again. Good like thing about playing football is you don't get and, that. Right. And, and, and you talk about the the path to him being a man is I get to turn him over to, to individuals and coaches and mentors that I trust and that, yeah. that, that think like me and have a value system like me. Yeah. And I get to get that assist on the way to him becoming a man. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's cool. And and that's what gives me the most comfort about about letting him go is knowing that that it's not just going to be hey good luck you're on your own. There's going to be a whole lot of love. people that, that that love on him and care about him and want him to be successful and they want to protect and hold, their investment. and hold him accountable and they want to protect their investment on football. So All he'll right. be held accountable to success. Yeah. And for me, like like that's going to be the most comforting part of the next step of the journey. So right now, the thing I'm most thankful for is that I'm not 18 and um, I played fullback in uh, in high school, fullback and free safety. <laughs> Strange, I know 175 pounds, six foot fullback. <laughs> but uh, I'm really glad that I don't have to come around the end and hook block a 250 pound, six five kid like Peyton. Cause I, I, he would squish me like a bug. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it, I'm th- that's what I'm thankful for today. I I, I don't want to have to block the kid. There's yeah. there's no way. Like they're there's yeah. they're different these days. And again, the cool thing, he's the baseline for college and he knows that now. And he yeah. was he was able to see those kids and be like, I'm not the biggest, fastest, strongest. Yeah. Everybody there was all district. Everybody yeah. there was yeah. all area. Yeah. Everybody there was was above and beyond their peers, which is why they're playing at that level. Yeah. And so he was looking around being like, Dad, these I'm not <laughs> I'm not used to this. I got some work to do, Dad. So it's like you get home, and he's like, "I'm Dad. I'm going to the gym." <laughs> <laughs> I bet he is. Well, we'll we'll end it with that. And any other takeaways, you know, for those of you are listening, are that you know the things that you work hardest for, the things you're most proud of, and uh, and know that that hard work pays off. Absolutely, and and it's not about the right decision. Yeah. It's not about the wrong decision. It's about being present to make the decision oh, and yeah. caring enough about the the people that you love to be there. And you're not going to get it all right. And I think yeah. oftentimes as parents, we get more wrong than we get right. Mm-hmm. But we're there. And mm-hmm. we and we make that difficult decision and we sacrifice the things that we could have for the things that we want our kids to have. And so, you know, for anybody who's listening that, that has young kids or high school kids that are looking to make it to, the, to that next level, just keep trusting the process. Keep sacrificing, keep giving, and all you can hope for is success at the end. Hey, congratulations. I'm proud of you, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, till next time.